So on this Palm Sunday, it's a story that you have heard many, many times. And uh, I think maybe we've heard this story so much we kind of forget who I think is probably the most important player in the entire story. So uh, I want to look at that player today. And I think that most important player, and I'll get to it, is a donkey. I do. Now, there was a man who bought a donkey from a preacher. The preacher told the man that this donkey had been trained in a very special and unique way. The only way to make the donkey go was to shout hallelujah. And the only way to get the donkey to stop was to say amen. Well, the man was pleased with his purchase and immediately got on the animal to try out the preacher's instructions. Hallelujah, he shouted, and sure enough, that donkey began to trot. Amen, shouted the man, and the donkey stopped immediately. This is great, said the man. He rode off very proud of his new purchase. The man traveled for a long time through some mountains, and soon he was heading for a cliff. And in going so quickly towards the edge, he couldn't remember the word he needed to stay to make the donkey stop. And so he shouted, stop, halt. But the donkey just kept going. Finally, the man realized, oh yeah, it's a religious word. And he said, Bible, church, God, please just stop. But his shouting just made the donkey start going faster. And as the donkey got faster, it got closer and closer to just going right off the edge of the cliff. Finally, in great desperation, the man said a prayer. Dear Lord, please make this stop donkey stop before we just ride right off this cliff. In Jesus' name, amen. And the donkey stopped. Abruptly. One more step, and they had go it would have gone right off the cliff. Well, the man was just overwhelmed with joy, and he said, what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. telling you, you got to be careful with those donkeys. <laughs> you know, all four accounts in the Gospels actually talk about the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, and all four accounts have Jesus riding a donkey. But you know, before we get to the donkey part, there's some other key players here we need to talk about. We kind of need to set the scene, right? And the first one that we need to talk about is Jesus. First one is the Savior. And when I say the donkey's the most important, I want to re-clarify. After Jesus, the donkey's most important, okay? So, but what's interesting to note here is there really are going to be two entries into Jerusalem, all right? The first one has happened, you know, 2,000 years ago when Jesus came in. But there's going to be another 
great entry into Jerusalem, and that is when Jesus comes back, you know, that second time, that second advent. So let's look just a moment, let's compare entry and re-entry. Entry, we see Jesus coming into Jerusalem riding a donkey. Re-entry, Jesus will be riding a great white horse. Entry, he's going to come alone. And re-entry, he's gonna come with all the saints of glory and all the angels. On his entry, he was given a thorn of crowns. On his re-entry, he's gonna be wearing a crown, but he's gonna be king of king and lord of lords. On his entry, he had no money to pay taxes. On his re-entry, there's not gonna be any doubt that he owns everything. Entry, Christ was mocked and jeered and humiliated. And re-entry, Christ will be approached with fear and trembling. Entry, Christ was meek and lonely. And re-entry, Christ will come with power and glory. Entry, Christ ends up hanging on a cross. But re-entry, Christ is gonna sit on a throne of glory. His entry, Christ will be judged by Pontius Pilate. And on the re-entry, Christ is gonna be the judge. And entry, Christ came as the Passover, the Paschal, or the sacrificial lamb. And on re-entry, when Jesus comes again, Christ will come as a lion. It's just good to remember just the juxtaposition of those two, of how humble Jesus comes to woo us, but then how triumphant Jesus will be at the end day. We also need to look at the servants. And the servants, what we're gonna see here is we have the disciples. And what do the disciples do? They fetch the donkey and the colt and they proudly escort Christ this day. But you know what? These disciples, even for how much they love Jesus, when the pressure starts to heat up, they're gonna dissipate. They're gonna run away. Jesus is going to truly find himself alone because his disciples have left him. And then also with the servants, you're gonna see the crowd. You know, the crowd had many believers who were probably present, but they would prove to be fair weather friends by the end of the week. The Bible indicates that there were people who were secret disciples who followed Jesus from a distance. You know, we're always reminded that serving Christ is costly. And then, of course, we get to the sinners, or let's put it another way, the donkeys, right? I think that the donkey represents all of us and our sins. And there are some powerful lessons that we can take away on this day from the donkey. First, we find that Jesus had a plan for the donkey. 
In our lives, Christ has a plan for each of us. My favorite passage, Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord's plan to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope with a future. And that only happens when we live into the plan that Jesus has for us. Secondly, we need to realize that is the donkey was chosen to fulfill that plan. The Bible tells us that we too have been chosen, chosen to fulfill God's plan for our lives. And that's what John 15, 16 says. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last. We are chosen. We're chosen so that we might be used in the love of Jesus Christ. Verse 7 says that the donkey was also given new clothes. Garments were placed on the donkey's back so that Jesus could ride. It's another reminder that when we come to Christ, we receive new garments of life. The Bible says in Galatians 3.27, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed yourselves in Christ. The donkey went where the donkey was led. Now let's remember, this is an unbroken donkey that was being ridden for the first time. And it was being ridden in a parade. You know, Jesus does seem to have this kind of calming effect on donkeys. Well, on people, right? To be part of the plan, the donkey had to be led. You know, God doesn't always give us the route or the destination. We must show our love and our faith and to follow obediently. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just pull out our phone, get that app going and say, okay, Lord, help me plot out my life. I'm here and I want to go here. How do I get there? Wouldn't that be great? If anybody can make that app, don't buy it. Because I promise you it's going to be wrong. Because here's the deal. We're not going to take faith out of the equation. It's always going to be about obedience, about following and doing and being led by Jesus Christ. It's interesting, Jesus didn't choose a proud war horse. No, it was nothing like that. What Jesus was because of this donkey is Jesus led that donkey. And to me, the greatest point about the donkey's position is that it made Jesus more visible. The donkey's position of service helped others see Jesus. You know, I mean, think about it. The crowd didn't sit there and go, oh, isn't that an awesome donkey? Look how that donkey carries the Messiah. No. They were shouting Hosanna and praises at Jesus. The donkey 
wasn't seen other than, oh, it's a donkey. It's a sign of peace. Now here is a tough question for you. And I will say it this way, you need to answer this for yourself. You cannot answer for your husband or your wife or your children, so I want to see no elbows going, okay? Restrict them to your side. But that question I wanna ask you is this. Do you resemble a donkey? And not literally, okay? Now, I will say at this point in my sermon writing, I had this, what I thought was a great idea. I was gonna show a clip from a Disney animated movie that was made in the 1940s. Almost 80 years ago, Pinocchio was released. You know, and there's the, the, the clip I was gonna show, I went and watched it on YouTube, and I was absolutely horrified. I was like, oh, man, this is a scary movie. Kids in the 1940s are a lot tougher. I remember watching it as a kid. I'm surprised I don't still have nightmares about this movie. But there's a scene in that movie, right? When he's with all of the boys who are on that island together and they're just having fun and they're doing all the things that they want to do. They become completely self-centered and they're living only for themselves. And what actually happens to them? They turn into donkeys. And the symbolism here is you become what you are. Now, the reason I couldn't show this clip is that really isn't my message today, you know? My message today is this. Be who you are as it points to Jesus Christ. Don't just be who you are in your sin. Be who you are in Christ. I mean, let's think about this question. Do you resemble a donkey? You know, the donkey was tied. Well, you realize we too are tied. We're tied to our sin. We're bound by it. And it is only Jesus, the Christ, who can come and unbind us and set us free. The donkey was untamed. Well, you know what? We too can be stubborn. And we need to have Christ nurture us, teach us, break us. The donkey was brought to Jesus. Well, don't you realize that somewhere in your life, someone brought you before the Christ, before the Messiah? And that we need to be bringing others before Jesus. Donkey was used for God's glory. Hosanna in the highest. The donkey submitted to the will of the Savior, and we too must allow God to use us. Not how we want to be used, but how Christ wants to use us. To live as a donkey means to humble yourself so that others may see Jesus Christ more clearly in and through you. My friends, I can't tell you how important that is. You know, I have a 
a very dear friend who this week she shared a story with me. And her story, as we were talking, she said, Pastor, I need you to know that I'm in a really good place right now. And I said, oh, yeah? What is that? She says, you know, I like to call this living in my sweet spot. And I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Go on. And she said, well, it's just when I just feel so close to God. I can feel God leading and directing and helping me. And you know, I've been having all these difficulties and stresses at work, and expectations are high. And, and you know what? Since I have given myself completely to God, things have just changed. I'm at peace. I'm not worried about what could or might happen. I just go to work. And because I know Jesus is in charge, I just have joy. And you know what? My coworkers have noticed. They've even said, I, I don't understand. How can you, we're under so much pressure and you're so full of joy and grace and patience and love. And she just smiled and said, so you can see a difference. And they're like, yeah. She said, well, I want you to know that the difference in me is Jesus Christ. Can people say that about you? Because if you're really a donkey and you're being led by Christ, it should be evident. Now, I know what you're going to do. Someone's going to ask you today, well, what did the preacher say? You're going to say, well, the preacher told me I'm a donkey. <laughs> and... I hope I'm the best donkey I can be because I want to be a donkey. And when other people see me, they don't see me. They see the one who is leading me, leading my life. They don't see a donkey. They see Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.